morning tip. Good afternoon. It is March 31st, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Found an article. Guy is on the run. He's a fugitive. Mafia fugitive. He's living a quiet life. No one knows about it. He's laying low. Smart. Right? But he gets busted. The way he gets busted is because he's doing a YouTube cooking show. A cooking show. <laughs> I probably watched it. <laughs> oh, now, man. you're going to... I, I would think your follow-up would be, wow, this guy's really dumb. Why would you show your face on a cooking show? Here's the little, little twist in the story. He didn't show his face. His face was, was, was uh, obscured. The way that they caught him was by his tattoos. <laughs> uh, is, this the, is this the life lesson on don't get tattoos, kids, because this will happen? Or at least you have to uh, you have to disguise him if you're on the run. He was on the run for seven years. Well, it's just so funny. You know, he went online and he looked up, like, jobs you can do from home, jobs you don't have to work with other people on. And, like, like how many lists or websites do you think he went to before? He was like, oh, man, YouTube is, like, on every one of these lists. I, I, I can do that. He just had a, he, he had a love for it. Is this this is the new criminal getaway story? Forget going over the border or leaving the country. You just got to get out in the middle of nowhere with some decent Wi-Fi, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's that's wild. Is that what a modern criminal is right now? Is uh, is that is this like the new Western? You don't ride off into the sunset. <laughs> you you ride off onto the internet. Maybe. I suppose you have to do something. I think it's hard to find privacy. This is in an employment at the same time. That's so bizarre. The I, other thing is that YouTube's the perfect situation where you probably wouldn't ask that many questions. It's it's something you may use as a just a source of learning something, but you're never like, I don't care about the background of all this. You know, unless you really want to verify anybody. But I mean I guess if you're going to the internet already to look up something, you're kinda at that vulnerability of knowledge like whatever it's fine this is this is gonna be helpful it worked for this guy he just showed me i would imagine he doesn't need to work as being in the mafia and i only know it from tv shows and movies i just would have thought he would have been taken care of i that that whole idea that that's just not i i maybe they do run on that diet long term but that, that seems impossible though how how does everybody constantly get taken care of, and yet every year the family grows to some degree? I don't know. What, what do you mean? You don't have a background in mob stories? You you you're not. I I need like a new said, podcast. I know so from we need a new from co-host. TVs and movies. So somebody with some mafia experience. It's it's really holding the show back. I, I'll have to do some research. Uh, I had no idea this was such a. Uh, Going to be a needed quality of a, of a co-host for the for the <laughs> LCA LCB podcast. I just want to talk about the Sopranos for an hour. Is that is that is that okay? We just do that. Oh, I'm not prepared for that. Oh man, yeah. If we ever did prepare, how long would that podcast be? It, it could probably be a series. I think people have done that before. Yeah. Well, 
Speaking of series, we only got two series left in college basketball. March is uh, ending today. Today's the last one. Moving on to the Final Four on Saturday. Uh, a little bit of chalk. Not all chalk. Definitely an outlier on there. And this feels like a really ironic outlier because I, I might have even – did I mention it on the podcast? Or was this just between us that I was like, Michigan State, Final Four? We definitely mentioned it beforehand. I think I brought it up last pod to give give you some sort of credit. I wouldn't call it credit. It would have been more of a Michigan State's definitely going to win the first round. Why should I go check on this? And I'll just leave it. It would have been so funny if I had won a bracket or a group or something because not only does Michigan State lose the playing game, but then UCLA ends up in the Final Four. And the only reason I got that right is because I thought Michigan State was going to beat them on the first game, what, seven games ago now? Like how? <laughs> Uh, the, the the first the first day of the tournament uh, the pre the first day for a lot of people when they consider the tournament starting. It was so bef- it was before the tournament even locked. Like I could still change it after. That's that's how before this was. Did you change it afterwards? Yeah, I did. I did that morning. Well, yeah, you you must have. You well, I guess yeah, you would have had to have one or the other. Yeah, what? Yeah, what if that had happened? What if you had planned like, oh, Michigan State's going to the Final Four, and then. That Friday morning, you like hadn't got a chance to change it, and all the complaining you would have done, being like, "Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't think UCLA was gonna win, but you know, I thought it was Michigan State. Oh, this, 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 oh, this is terrible. This fraud. No, season doesn't count. And then all of a sudden, just every game, well, UCLA wins. Oh, they win another one, all the way to the Final Four. I, I may lose the bet. I, there's a way. It's very simple right now. Baylor has to win, and I win the bet. I think that's the only way I can win. Any other scenario, I lose. Yes, that's correct. And yeah, there's there's no other, at least it's cut and dry like that. So if Baylor loses, I lost. It's it's over. Now if Baylor wins, and depending on I guess Gonzaga advancing, I still think I need points to catch up where I need Baylor to win. Say if Baylor outlasts a round over Gonzaga, I don't think that's enough points. It might be in one of the leagues. But I don't think it's going to win the two out of three for me. Uh, so we're I am ahead of you in two leagues, but the point difference is small enough where if Baylor were to win on Saturday and Gonzaga were to lose, you would lock it in. But if Gonzaga and Baylor win, both win Saturday, setting up I think the matchup everybody uh, has been looking forward to all year. It's just going to come down to the to the champion, very clear cut on. And what I think is interesting this year is it'll be, if that's the case, it'll be uh, a clean sweep. I don't think we've ever had a clean sweep. Yeah, but it's close still. I, w- it's, I wouldn't say it's a blowout in any direction. It's still pretty tight. Uh, you want to just do the uh, the consequences right now, now that we know the outcome, and then uh, maybe we could say a little bit about what we think the outcome will be? Sure. All right, let's... Uh... We only got two left. We've been eliminating them podcast by podcast here. There's down to two consequences left. It's learn to do a backflip or grow the starburn sideburns and a mustache. And the, I don't know, maybe maybe this will be like a profile picture for a week or something. Uh, if Unless uh, public outings suddenly become a little bit more common. We'll, we'll work on that. That's, that's a doable consequence. I think it remains uh, a, a consequence we, either we, way. We, we got time. Uh 
All right, is there is there one of these you're more fearful of before I spin here? Like, are you rooting for one? It, 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 it's funny because they're both bad, but in different ways. Where if I got to grow a mustache and sideburns, like, I'm going to look silly, and people are going to know that I look silly, but, like, I can't physically be hurt. Where the backflip, I could physically hurt myself, but I think if I if I learn how to do it, like mentally, like that'd be cool. And other people seeing it would be like, that's pretty cool. So I, I don't know which, which one, which one's worse. It, physical, physical harm or ridicule. See, you're, you're playing the hero card in this is like, uh, I can go through this battle and I know I'm not, it's a battle I never would have chosen, but something good can come of it. You know, I can be the hero at the end of this. I can do a backflip. I, I'm viewing. I'm not viewing it that way at all. I'm going to be able to do one backflip and then I will never do a backflip again. This is, like this is a, during training. If I finally do it, I'm not going to suddenly be like, oh yeah, let's work on this a little bit more. No, that, I think that'll be that chapter I think that's ends the safest. Right I there. I think that's good. I think that's the the safe route. But it will be on video, so it lasts forever. Yeah, and I did it. I I don't know. It. I'm a, the labor that it's going to take to get there. I'm concerned about. Like, what if it? What if this really takes? We're next March. And I and I have like a dislocated back three times now. Like just st- still going for it. <laughs> it could take it could take some time. Uh, it, it I, could. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know which one. Uh, I think the backflip the backflip definitely requires more effort in actual training. The mustache and sideburns will just take time for me. It will not be like a weekend grow for for you or for me. It probably will be for you. Uh, so that, that's a little bit more of a feat for me. All right. All right. I'm going to spin. You ready to spin? I'm ready to spin. All right. Here we go. And we're eliminating this one, right? That's yep. This is the one we're eliminating. This is not the one we have chosen. It's the elimination. So we're, we're sure we're going to eliminate this one. You, you, we can yep. change the rules right now. This is this could be totally okay. <laughs> the funny part is I don't know which one which one it is based off of this. This is not good radio. This is just bad for my life. All right, the mustache and sideburns has been eliminated. This this stupid oh, backflip is now going to be the consequence of the end of one of our basketball careers that really ended years ago will now officially end within the next year. Uh, do you think that? Do you think this makes it? more or less likely that Gonzaga will win with one of their best players having a handlebar mustache. Well, I mean, we got some competition in Baylor over there. He, he, we got a mean stash and a, and Whoa, a, and a mullet sure and a mullet. We, 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 Big, we old mullet. Big old mullet. I'm going to be disappointed if we don't get that matchup, honestly, because I feel like they're the, the clear cut two favorite teams going in and the two best teams left right now now johnny's was it johnny zuzang how do you even know how do you say that is it is that right oh uh, yeah yeah juzang Ju- juzang man he's <laughs> he's cooking but once again at a little ankle tweak here and there this happened day one when he beat michigan state and somehow he's managed to play this whole tournament shooting lights out and getting the job done is is this uh is this train ending or, or are you are you expecting chalk like i am I, w- <laughs> I want to immediately say 
Well, yep. Gonzaga, you've seen them play. I think that they're going to beat UCLA. Uh, they Gonzaga scored, I think it was two less points at halftime. They had 49 points at halftime yesterday, where UCLA had 51 for the game. But I think for UCLA's pretty much their entire run, I would have said, no, nah, I don't think so. So I don't, I don't want to let my, uh, my guard down. I want to ask you, do you think that even whatever happens after this, that Johnny Juzang is the biggest winner in college basketball this year. He plays for Kentucky last year. He doesn't play a ton. Uh, he's from California. And so decides, you know what? I, I don't want to be here anymore. He transfers. He's able to get the waiver so he can play immediately. doesn't have to sit out. And now he's in the final four and the main guy of the team. While Kentucky does not make the tournament has their worst season in 80 years or whatever. I, it's great to hear that this story worked out. We've probably covered a million times where it doesn't. This guy transfers. We never hear his name ever again. I mean, UCLA isn't exactly a huge drop-off. It feels like a like a more recent drop-off. I, I, UCLA wasn't hasn't been the strongest basketball program, at least in our lifetime. Maybe a little bit of recent here and there, but not like, not like Kentucky or, dare I say, Duke or maybe some other schools. No, they've definitely been not around. I think the last time that they were really in the mix, that was the uh, the Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love team. Um, and that was a long time ago. It, Let's not act like that I, was just a couple I, years ago. That's a while yeah, ago. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a while. As well as they've kind of been a little more on the like on the joke side, where they hired uh, Mick Cronin, which now looks great, and he'll be able to dine out on this for a long time. But before this year. When, when they, even when they hired him, he was not their first choice. They went way down the list to get him. It, it, I think they thought this was going to be they, – they still had a premier job, and I don't think a lot of people were interested in, in, in pursuing that. So are you encouraging but, this career path? To, to coach for UCLA? No, to transfer. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because this year, at the beginning of the year, because of COVID – they said anybody that wants to transfer or anyone that wants to play an additional year will be allowed to. And so they've all, and they've also relaxed the, the transfer rules. So I don't know if it's quite past it yet, but I think if it hasn't passed, it's getting very close to this year. There's more transfers in the transfer portal than there was all of last year. And you gotta remember teams are still playing. There's no reason for a guy to even have to make a decision right away, but I think in the future, we are going to see more transfers. I, I think if, if you were to see a graph of it, it's been trending up for a while. But I, I, I know the ACC came out and said any inner conference transfers no longer have to sit a year. In the past, you had to sit a year or you had to get a waiver. Uh, and it seemed a little murky on like what the actual rules were. It's supposed to be there's like a hardship. But sometimes it seemed like the NCAA would just not grant a waiver to a guy kind of for no reason. All right. Well, it'll be it'll be a different storyline if suddenly we have people crossing over, especially if we start publicly following all of this. Like, oh, they, they left here and look at his success here. What's wrong with the other place? I haven't heard that storyline. Or, or, or am I just not reading it? Where's the, where's the article bashing Kentucky about letting all of this happen and screwing all of this up? But it... I mean, right now, today, if you were to make a decision on was it a good decision or a bad decision, 
This is a no-brainer. This was a success. I don't know if you can count on this happening if you're unhappy at your school right now or you don't like the, the coach or maybe you just don't mesh with the, the current roster. This is this is an outlier. I don't think this becomes a successful pattern unless it's super team transfers where we're I'm going here, you're going here. You know, we're both in unhappy situations. We're both going there. Is is that the new trend then if they're going to lax on all these rules? And and I, it's just going to be fascinating to see what schools they end up picking because that's even more – there's even more options than any professional sport where you're limited to just kind of maybe – mainly we talk about the big cities or who has the cap space. But with these schools, I, I imagine you if you're going to play the system like this, you can inevitably kind of pick anywhere. It, it It's tricky because it's such a specific – situation and there's so many factors in it is it he was being underutilized at kentucky uh was is it he just worked a lot harder after leaving kentucky so even if he had stayed he would have uh, been doing this as well as i think we we're talking about before they played in the playing game which means you were on the very edge of making it in the tournament like a couple of votes in the you know in the committee room go a different way you don't win one other game. None of this happens. You're in the NIT or you're, you're just done playing. Like you were not in the tournament. You did not make a final four run. So this doesn't even come up. And we are never talking about Johnny then. Pro- probably never. Nope. Probably doesn't even make one reference to the podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to, he'd be back for his, his junior year. And so I don't know if he'd have uh, a breakout even, even more, but it, it's definitely the, the final four run and taking down some of the teams that they take, they took down. Man, I can't even, I don't want to talk about next week or whenever the, yeah, or probably next week, right? Yeah. That'll be over Monday. They play Saturday and then Monday. Correct. We do it on Tuesday. Yeah. It should be over. All right. So next week when we talk about it, I don't want to talk about how Johnny just took over an entire tournament in an off year where every team seems just vulnerable because of scheduling and pandemics and, uh, and no practice and traveling differently, like all these kind of asterisk year. And this guy just comes over and just takes over the whole tournament. That's going to be a pretty wild storyline if that plays out that way. I, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that next week. I want to talk about how Baylor won. And now I got to, <laughs> I got to watch you learn, learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is I mentioned Gonzaga Baylor, that's what everybody wants. Baylor's only lost two games, and though one of those came in the in the the conference tournament, and the other one came to Kansas a little bit earlier in the year. But Baylor was undefeated for a while. I don't know if they were the second longest undefeated team behind Gonzaga. I can't remember exactly when they lost versus versus Drake, but they were both undefeated for a while, and they were actually supposed to play each other earlier this year, but COVID uh, popped its ugly head up. And uh, in the Baylor program, so they weren't able to play. And it was one of those ones. It was the worst one. Uh, I believe it was supposed to be a one o'clock game on Saturday or maybe a noon game on Saturday. Two undefeated teams, you know, not just like, oh, two and oh or whatever. Like pretty, they, they both had some record or had some some streaks going. They both looked real good. And it was a half an hour before the news came out. I remember I had planned my day around it. That's That's how I remember <laughs> how excited I was for it. And then even afterwards, they said, we're still going to try to reschedule it. And I think they sort of attempted to, but I think a couple weeks later, as they were still both undefeated, 
I think they both realized, you know what? I think we're better off not playing each other. We, we don't need to have this matchup early. And I remember pundits and talking heads saying, you know what? Maybe this is good that we're not getting this in December, January, and we're saving this for maybe March or April. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm anticipating it a lot more. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to take over. I will say a concerning part of Baylor is they tend to get down a little bit, you know, five, six, eight points sometimes, ten points here and there. And so far, they've played it so cool in these second-half comebacks. Like, this is exactly how we planned it. We turn it on. We When we turn on the defense, we just lock everything down. Nobody scores at all. I think at this round and against this team, that if they get down, I don't think you're going to be able to get back at this level of play. I think we're far enough along in the tournament where these guys can't come out slow again. And it is kind of weird. Have you noticed that as well? Or am I the only one who's like, why is Baylor always panicking me early? Being like, great, I have this team winning it all, and they're down seven, seven nothing. Like we're just, we're just uh, doing. That. I haven't noticed it so much with with Baylor. I definitely noticed it with uh, with Arkansas. That was kind of their thing, right, right from the jump in that in that Colgate game. I believe that was on Friday. I think that was one of the the, the first games. We're just like, how how is how is this team losing to to toothpaste? What was happening? And <laughs> every time they were able to pull it out, but except for this this last time, but. I don't think you can really go down against Gonzaga. I mean, they jumped. Uh, they they just jump all over you, and if you're they, not you're not careful, but before it's too late, you, you there's just nothing you can do. They play a very impressive style of basketball on both ends. It's just basketball. Every guy's moving. But, every guy's in it. Every guy's athletic. There's. I don't think there's a direct weakness other than maybe they don't have an ISO guy that you can kind of give the ball to, but the way they move the ball and the way the, the big man, Timmy, in the is just getting everyone involved and kind of just – it really runs like a perfect system. Uh, the shooting has been consistent for both of those teams. If you have an off night, I think that's how you kind of lose. I think the, the only way this whole tournament is a loss, though, is if these games get canceled for any reason. If if we're unable for any pa- any pandemic related reason for someone to miss a coach to miss, uh, that's that's the only r- real way we lose this weekend. How <laughs> nervous do the coaches have to be right now? I, I imagine the players, but definitely definitely the coaches of just like keeping guys separated, making sure no one's like, like you gotta be like so close to lockdown right now. Of as every day gets closer of nothing silly happening like no staff member comes near anybody like there's got to be like a chain of okay you go to the store and then you get the food and you bring it back and then you give it to another guy who gives it to another guy that then they leave it outside a door and then they walk away it's it's got to be so uh just intense <laughs> you, the, you, the, the, you think there's the a protocols. full-time there's a full-time secret service working for these these players right now we have a the whole staff of security just <laughs> i don't know but that's the thing you do you want you probably don't want a lot of staff that's more chance for a, a, a trans uh a transmission so it's like you need people to keep other people away but not too many like, uh, it's 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 a lot so you don't want to stop testing uh, unlike some people i don't think that is a good solution i i thought it was funny that the, her argument was we should stop testing because it's only four teams now. 
And in my mind, it was like, well, if the problem was we were wasting too many tests, well, it's only four teams now. Like, it's not taking a lot of tests anymore. I get it when it was 64, but, I mean, what were you supposed to do? This is the times. This is what requires of this. I don't think you can suddenly abandon the plan halfway through it, being like, oh, well, it's been good so far. Why don't we just stop this? The only thing this can do is is eliminate one of these teams. I if, I wouldn't want to play against the other team without getting tested. Is that is that like a fair agreement? I don't think this this COVID thing is going to kill any healthy athlete, but in the rare case that it does, don't you think you want to know that the other team was tested so that you're less likely to get it because of that? Isn't that? I feel like you kind of have a right to know that. So what Will was talking about, with a little bit of context, is the Baylor women's coach, Kim Mulkey, they were eliminated by UConn in kind of controversial uh, fashion. Definitely worth checking it out. It was a very close game, and on the final possession, there was an awful lot of contact on the Baylor player trying to tie the game up. Uh, definitely worth checking out the, the 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 highlight on that. But her quote was, they need to dump the COVID testing. Wouldn't it be a shame to keep COVID testing and then you got kids that test positive or something and they don't get to play in the final four. So you just need to forget the COVID tests and get the four teams playing in each final four and go battle it out. Look, it's an unlikely scenario that somebody gets sick and ill and that their life is completely altered by that. But it is possible. I don't think I've seen nearly enough to see like, yeah, that's not going to happen. We, we can guarantee this won't happen. You, until you could do that, I, we got to continue the testing. I, I think she has the best of intentions, but in, in, in the world that we're living in, you can't just throw caution to the wind and just say, ah, we'll just, we'll just hope for the best. It's, it it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I've definitely had this thought before, especially when uh, th- this is how Duke's season ended. I'm just like, well, what if we just like, what if we just didn't test? Or like, would it, would it have really, really affected anything? And then shortly after, it was like half the team had COVID. So I, I, I don't think that we have the luxury of just saying, ah, we just won't do it. We'll, we'll just hope for the best. It's, Continue what you're doing. I know that the the rules are different in the in the tournament than they were for conference tournaments. Where if there is a, a staff member or somebody that wasn't playing, like the contract contact tracing is just done differently. So even if a player were to have tested positive, if the other players can test negative, it's not like they have to they have to forfeit. There, there's more there's more leeway. But I just. I just hope, like you, you said that we can get we can get through it, and that COVID does does not pop up for these last last three games of of college basketball. Yeah, I'm starting to hear the crowd a little bit more. You, you hearing some fan noise? You you feeling the juices flow a little bit on that? No, not really. No, not the same. I felt it a little bit more. I thought I could hear it a little bit farther in the last round here. But it's it's not the same. It's not a crowd shifting like the, the momentum of the game doesn't really shift with the with the crowd right now yeah it's, well it's, we're getting we're getting closer where closer to us the celtics are having their second home game of the night with fans for sure nice nice if they could they could win a game with with fans there but very small amount but it's it's definitely a step in the right direction well you brought up the celtics and it's been it's been about a week right now after the trade deadline everything's kind of 
you know, played out the way it was going to. Aldridge has signed with Brooklyn. Blake Griffin is also with Brooklyn. Uh, Vucevic is in Chicago. And th- this real fun story that came out today that <laughs> let, let's just paint this story of the Los Angeles Clippers a little bit of their season. All right. I wouldn't say they're having a great season, but they're in the mix. But there, there's been some ups and downs. I'd say most recently yesterday was a down where they blew what, like a 12-point lead with five minutes left in the fourth to Orlando, a team that's trying to lose, that just traded away its three okay. best players and is playing a team who I think we could all consider as somewhat of a championship contender. We're all just waiting for the playoffs. But it, it, It's never good when I hear your starting lineup and more than one guy, I just go... Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's not encouraging. You shouldn't lose to that team. But anyways, don't worry. Help is on the way. The Los Angeles Clippers have made a trade where they traded Lou Williams for Rajon Rondo. And then today they signed <laughs> Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, who's been waived by Houston months ago, is suddenly back, and they are here to save the day. Like, Just imagine this, this scenario where it was like, yes, the Clippers were struggling up to this point, and then we got these two guys in the locker room, and everything was better. Like, We were magically just NBA champions. Like, the, It was all the same. Flip the switch right after this day, March 31st. This, does that scenario even exist? Like, why? This seems like a panic move to me of, of doing the Cousins thing, especially after last night. But... I do think they could use him, though. It's weird that I think this team is good, and yet there's just obvious deficiencies. Well, uh, they only signed him to a uh, Demarcus to to a ten day contract, and Serge Ibaka is hurt right now. So I think this might be a all right. We'll bring in a veteran. We'll, we'll see if he's got anything left in the tank. We're thinking probably not, but you know this will give us a week and a half while Serge still uh, still recovers. Figure that out on the the Rondo front. I, I don't know. Uh, you say <laughs> you can't flip the switch on March 31st, and I agree. But I think we learned last year, once again, that playoff Rondo is, is a thing. I don't know why the Hawks wanted him for the regular season, but I, I wonder how many more years he could do this. Of go to a team, play really well in the playoffs, get paid somewhere, and then get traded or get bought out go to a playoff team and turn playoff Rondo on. He was hitting three pointers at like <laughs> yeah. a steady clip in the playoffs last year in the finals. He was like a main guy and the Clippers, we still don't really know exactly how they just absolutely melted down. And it just seems like, you know what? In this case, I don't normally go this way, but one guy with just like the right attitude might be able to just be like, I will be the point of this spear. You guys are the better players, but I'm going to show you how to get this done and the attitude that you have to have when you go into these places, and we are going to make some noise. The stock's real low right now. So if Rondo comes in, they start playing better. Just after yesterday, the Orlando loss, that's the lowest of lows. I, you I, say it's low. They're third in the in the West right now. They're four and a half games out. Uh, they're a game up on the, on the Lakers. They're seven and three in their last ten. You're not first in the in the West, but you're, you're top top half. I guess I just thought this team would kind of beat its chest a little bit throughout the year of being like, "Hey, don't don't count us out." You know, we're we're this team, we're that. And instead, I just find more reasons to be like not scared of this team. I think Rondo's going to help. I, I agree, all of that's going to help. But I also think there's a risk that Rondo helps and it just breaks these guys. Like he just snaps Paul George in half. 
Like just just mentally just breaks him. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? I think I think it's possible. I don't think like it the the guys that are on the Clippers are not young guys. They're 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 older. They're they're established. I think Rondo can help and it's not going to be he's not this crazy force that's just going to tear him tear him apart. They they already did that to themselves last year. All right. Well, on to Cincinnati for them. Uh Vucevic to Chicago, uh, early sightings. It 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 looked all right. Have you have you watched them at all? It's 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 just too early to call whether that's like a great move. I don't think either side got really screwed on it or anything. I just on paper this duo of a pop and shot the the pick and pop kind of system should really be effective. But I feel like they're gonna shoot a lot of twos, both of them. <laughs> Vooch shoots uh, shoots threes. I mean. He he's a big man, so it's not not an all the time thing, but he he'll he'll shoot it. I think for Chicago, some of it was if Levine is your guy, proving to him that you mean business and you will make some big swings. And I think that this shows you're 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 in it. Yeah, they're gonna beat the Celtics in a in a playing game. That's gonna be the nightmare. Oh boy, well I don't like that. It's we're getting closer to that. We're gonna have to play somebody. You're right. That is that is within range. The Celtics are at seven at n- with uh, at nine, or with nine nine games behind. And Chicago, actually, that's exactly what would happen right now. It would be the Celtics versus Chicago. Oof. Oh, why'd you have to tell me this? It's it's a very possible. Well, I looked at Chicago, or I looked at it from a fan base from Chicago, and be like, which team do I think we could pick off? Like we might not be better than them. We might not even win the series. I mean, you got to win two in a row. They could win one game and then lose the second one, which is what I think will happen. But I think they have the best chance against us because we're just such a weird team right now. I don't know what our strengths are, other other than Tatum and Brown being able to score, you know, twenty five points kind of on command. That that doesn't win the game for you though. We, we there's so many more aspects that we're just not good at. We we're not a very good defensive team. Marcus Smart, oh man, did you see what he did the other day? Did you see the uh, the shot clock violation thing he did the other day? Yeah, I saw it. There was a there was a tie up for a jump ball. The other team had the ball. There's a loose ball. It gets tied up because the other team had the ball. It was still their possession. There's only point three seconds left on the shot clock, and there was a jump ball. So they go for the jump ball. If the other team gets possession, they have point three to get a shot off. If Boston gets it, it's just a new possession. It just transfers over. So what do we do? We go for the jump ball. We tips it up. Marcus Smart gets it, and he thinks there's only .3 left on the shot clock, and he launches just like a terrible hook shot basically from half court and it's just air balls it. Half court. And just, just launches it, and everyone looks at him like, why? It was our ball. Like we, It wasn't .3 left for the shot clock for us. It was for them. It was their – I understand the confusion. It seems like something you could easily mix up in like a rec league game. I I guess I just Marcus is generally a little bit more focused, even with some of the awful turnovers and passes he does sometimes. I was just shocked to see that. And in all reality, he's kind of our leader. So when he does something kind of boneheaded like that, and he's also the tough guy on the team, I just wonder. Who's gonna lead this team? Like, if that's the guy I'm hoping to hold this team together, and he's doing silly things like that, I'm I'm worried. I worry about a team like Chicago. I I worry. I'm worried. 
<laughs> I don't think I'll ever not be worried about this roster. It's not a very fun it's not a very fun style of basketball to watch either. Would you like a Celtics minute now that I got a Celtics minute? <laughs> I don't want to get too much into it with them playing tonight. So anybody that listens to this, it's already already old. But how many points do you think Evan Fournier will be able to get tonight? Man, I just hope he can make a shot. He goes 0 for 11 in the debut. I'll say. He's 0 for 11? I thought it was only 0 for 10. It's even worse. I, it might have been over to what's the difference he didn't with, make a shot no assist. he didn't make no a shot in 33 minutes and no rebounds i think he got a rebound i think he got some rebounds well i also i did watch a little bit more of the game he was constantly him and uh cornet who i kind of like cornet i'll save that for another podcast that's a that's a hot minute coming up soon that's going to be hey he's going to save us next week i'm going to say this is how we're going to beat chicago is with cornet he, he knows the system uh we, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we're going to do this. We, I, you, you saw it and you liked the uh, cornet. Uh, I thought I saw on the, the trade deadline day that he was going to get waived. So him in uniform was a surprise. And then it was also a surprise. Like we got Mo Wagner from the, from the wizards who uh, played, played at Michigan. So that was, that was big before Michigan lost last night. Oof, bad air ball. His little brother is on uh, on on Michigan. Oh, what a choke, but, man! That was an air ball but, choke, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, he airballed it. Oh, oh it, it was way short. That was bad. He he had a good. He, he was pretty open, but I didn't really expect uh, Mo to really be getting much run with us. And then, sure enough, he's he's playing in the uh, in the, the first game. We got our we got another German center. I, I'm all right with it. What I did notice this game that probably wasn't fair to Fournier or Cornette despite Cornette having an okay game, hitting a couple threes, and they get 10 points, is they got switched on to Zion that whole game, both of them. And Wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I don't, well, maybe. I, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that the same thing. But I also just thought it was he has no chemistry with any of the other guys here. And on day one, they're like, yeah, man, go ahead. Go take this task on. You know, just uh, let Zion run into you a couple times. Like, we want to see what you're made of. I don't think that helped his debut at all. And it was also we had no answer for Zion at all. None. I don't know. I think as this goes along, there's gonna be fewer and fewer teams that, that have an answer. He had thirty eight and thirty nine uh over the weekend before playing us and having in the twenties. He's on some sort of crazy streak of uh shooting fifty percent or better from the floor, and I think the next game he ties Shaq or the next game if he does it, he'll pass Shaq doing that. I think this is the start of the new era. This is going to be the Zion era. Like you can mark mark your calendar. It was it's, it's happening right now. It, it's it it won't it'll See, feel like it's always been there next year. It'll feel like it's been around for twenty years. I I don't think so. You don't think so? I would like to think so, but he has no sort of outside shot. He's still very young. He's only in his in his second year. He does some some wild things, but I'm gonna put him. It's more in the, the the Giannis category, where Giannis does some crazy things. He has got a very unique body, the same way Zion has a unique skill set. And in the regular season, it works well, but as it goes along, teams are uh, you figure out little tips and tricks of what he likes to do and how you can prevent that. And then in the playoffs, what happens when you just you pack the paint and you're just not allowing him to go to his left and get close to the hoop. Same way they do it, do it to Zion. You just build that wall. It's fair. I haven't seen it 
I mean, it might work for Zion. It might work for Giannis. All this Giannis struggle, it's very similar. If I bring this up constantly on the podcast, if you compare it to LeBron, LeBron doesn't make a finals till this this year of Giannis's career. Like that's he's on pace. If anything, he's ahead. I, I agree that there's still well, Zion, obviously, second year is super young. That Giannis, it's like it, it, not a lot of young guys are able to carry teams. And what I very think, few. It, it takes a while for you to figure it out and to figure out what sort of team you need around you and what's important. And it it, it doesn't happen right away. And what's even more impressive about both of those guys is, like you said, they're not great shooters. They're doing this the old school way or a new school way or just a new way. And that that just fascinates me. I I'm a little I'm a little tired of the little you know, corner threes, everybody on the fast break running to the corners and skipping layups and no dunks and I, I just like that this is a physical game with those two. That this is I'm bigger, stronger and faster than you. And you're going to feel me. You're going to get worn out. You're going to feel playing against me tonight. You're going to feel it tomorrow and probably the next day after that with both of those guys. It, it, it is wild. The, the, the highlights that I've seen from Zion where he's going in and a guy tries to, tries to jump with him. And it's not like Zion's going up and he's got a crazy vertical, but not like he's dunking all over him, but he's jumping up, absorbing the contact, making the layup. And the other guy is getting strewn into the into the stanchion down on the ground and these are not small guards these are like the biggest guys in the league like tristan thompson is not a small man and it's not like zion's starting from half court very much out of control it's for sure a charge it's no he's just making his his post moves and these guys are just bouncing all over the place it is definitely a force well, if you're not really to, if you're not ready to give it to the Zion era, then I feel like you're on the Luca bandwagon. Uh, like if you actually, we'll go transfer into the the Top Shot here. If if you had to well, buy, hold a on top... before we go. I, I don't. I didn't need a whole Celtics minute, but I would like. I would like to talk about uh, another trade that the Celtics made. Which one is that? I want to talk about Daniel Tice going out. We got guys coming in. All right, we'll see, but. We, we lost we lost Daniel Tice, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. It happened after the deadline. The day before, he, he misses a game-winning shot against, uh, against the Bucks. It, it was so close. I can't believe he got, even got his feet properly over there. But Tice is just always, he's always out there. He's always sticking his nose into things. It just seemed like he was always taking the brunt of the punishment from other teams. He was never afraid to jump with Giannis. To get dunked all over, he, he just had a, a lot of energy. Uh, the war on Tice was was a thing. It was fun. Uh, I was disappointed now that he's on the Bulls that in his first game with them he did not get called for one foul. So <laughs> I don't know. Is the war on Tice over? Maybe it was. Uh, it's more the war on on the Celtics. But for a guy that was undrafted that we got from Germany, and when we signed him, no idea who he was, uh, but has improved every year, both on the, on the offensive and uh, defensive end. It was just a, it was a joy to have him on the team. And I just feel like it's important when a guy gets traded away and, you know, to, 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 to mention it. And it's never, it's not just all fans saying like, ah, no, he's a bum. No, he's out. He's on the other team. Just like, nope, it's cool. And, uh, you know, it, just, just wish, wish him the best of luck. As, as Celtics, 
players go, both new, current, and old, it's I don't think I've ever seen a guy do everything right defensively and be punished more. For being in the right spot, taking the right hits, not fouling and being called for fouls, and then on the offensive end, very similar. I wouldn't say he was very dominant ever. He would make very fundamental moves that if you if you block him right here, it should be a foul. I've never seen a guy make so many right plays and be punished so much other than the Daniel Tice. That's the that's the real story of him. Hopefully that ends. I think we were all praying that would end because, he, like you said, he got better every year. And if that did end, that would almost be like adding like 10 points to like his NBA Live rating or whatever. Like if you could just take away all the bad officiating from him, he's he's immediately improved in every single category. Uh, I'll be sad to let him go, but I'll tell you what. I'm all right with Cornette right now and uh, and Mad Mo, uh, Mo Wagner. A lot less uh, – I, I wish it could have been Tristan Thompson. That's my only wish is that if there was somebody on yeah, this roster. Yeah, I don't roster, think anybody wants him. No, and I don't think we want him either. I don't think he's going to play for our team anymore either. He hasn't played in forever. He's been in the, in the protocol. and it, Yeah, I think that was – and it, it sucks because I, I feel like we traded Cantor to be able to get the room to get Thompson, and now we have Thompson, and now – to keep us under the luxury tax, we had to trade Tice. It's like, well, we could have just solved all of this, had Cantor, had Tice, you know, had the had the space, and then not signed uh, Tristan Thompson. But I think we knew when that uh, signing happened that neither of us were uh, over the moon about it, especially after when we played Philly that um, Embiid just torched him, where it's like, this is the only reason we brought you in is because Tice – struggles against bigger guys so we're gonna bring you in and i mean i sure hope he can get healthy and, and can help the team but I, I got low expectations right now i i have nothing to say about tristan thompson it's for his own good in the podcast for me to just not talk about him <laughs> that'll that'll just be better uh but I, I brought up like top shot top shot is growing uh we've talked about it before on the the podcast right now uh, zach's got a story here about the creator of it uh, getting getting some additional funding recently. How how much funding is being added? So if you uh, haven't come across it, NBA Top Shot is the digital version of playing cards. It's a short highlight of a player. They have different rare levels, the same way you'd have for 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 cards. Uh, it's very early on. They're still in beta. It really just became public in October. So it's still all very new, but the company that creates them uh, called Dapper Labs, they got uh, $305 million in, in private funding earlier this week. And more so than the money they were getting was the who they were getting the money from. They got it from a little guy called Michael Jordan. You might have heard of him, as well as uh, Kevin Durant. And so what it sounds like is this is not necessarily just to continue making NBA Top Shot bigger, but this is also to expand uh, Dapper Labs into other uh, other sports. So there uh, seems like they got a deal with the, the UFC uh, in the not-so-distant future, as well as they got some deals going with uh, the Warner Music Group and. Uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, which I believe is uh, is video games. So seems like they're looking to 
kind of uh, expand outside of just the NBA. We we kind of talked about that. That seemed kind of inevitable. I I joked about the the long term of this about like owning a movie scene or o- owning a song, and if this were to branch out to like really really aggressive uh, ownership and actually having like proprietary rights over something, I, I, that'd be pretty wild long term of this. Uh, but it, it just makes sense. It, it's stuff that people are willing to invest in. People are willing to pay money for. I mean, that's as long as you buy something and someone's willing to pay more for it, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> it, it, I could see where uh, people look at it and it, uh, it, it think it's just a just a bubble. And some some days I I, I agree. It seems like what what in the world? Why why is this happening? But also kind of has a, a feel that this in, in ten years you look you look back and it's just well yeah of course these things are around they've always been around for, for forever. <laughs> well, I've signed up for my first pack. It should be in. Actually, I don't know when it's going to be in, but it 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 is it they is said, on its way. Uh, they said you, I think that you'd get an update on April seventh, and I think they were kind of targeting two weeks. And last time I think it came in like a couple days earlier than that. I'm thinking this time they opened up the queue for just a full two days. And so I'm thinking there's going to be more people that got the, uh, the pre-order packs. So it might take a little bit longer, but you're best just forgetting about it. And then that way, when uh, you get the email that you got one or more likely you get the IM from me of, uh, Hey, you got a pack, open it up that uh, you'll just be pleasantly surprised. What's, what's the best case scenario? Like what's what what card or play or highlight? I don't even know what to call it. What like what is what is the unit moment. of this called? Moment, a moment. What what's the most valuable moment to you, like long term, that you think would be the best essentially investment that you could acquire from this pack? Like what were you hoping for Zion, Luca? Like what? If you're if it, just straight up, how can you make the most money the fastest? Is you want the LeBron and you want a low serial number. So when they give these car or these, these moments out, each one has a number and that's how, you know, or that's how it kind of distinguishes like mine from yours. So we could have the same moment, but the serial number would be, would be different. Uh, it would, yeah, definitely be a low LeBron serial number, but in the what's, just kind of more likely because to do that, that's, that's like hitting a, hitting the lottery basically, but just in the kind of the, the fun, uh, I like getting, I don't have uh, very many Celtics players right now. I have uh, Tatum, I had Tice, but you know, he's unfortunately, uh, he's unfortunately on a, on another team. So I think it's just looking for, for young, young, younger guys, find finding fun guys. Uh, I don't think Anthony Edwards is in this one, but if he is, uh, I mean, he throws down some some real real big dunks. I'm I'm more looking for fun players and with cool moments. Uh, there's definitely better moments than others. There's some that are okay, cool, yep, that's a that that's a jump shot. And there's other like that is a thundering dunk, like that Russell Westbrook one last night. That's oh, not yeah, gonna be in his back. pack, but in a future pack, that's the sort of moment that I want. It, big dunks, big blocks. You, you know, when I go to my my account and I look at it, more than the uh, because I'm not really looking at this for, for the short term. So whether it goes up or down in the long term, to just be able to go and look and be like, that is a cool highlight. I like having that. So how long before you buy a Tom Brady highlight? 
like a like a throwback. Yeah, you well, know, uh, I'm assuming that unless you're gonna watch like two time Super Bowl MVP with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady highlight, I'm assuming it will be an old one. Hmm. I feel like for right now, I just want to stick with with the NBA, but it sure seems like uh, the 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 amount of money that the NBA is making from this right now that other leagues are going to quickly follow. Uh, I know that the NFL sent out a memo to its teams saying, we are working on something. Do not create your own NFTs uh, without consulting us. So I think it's going to be in the future and maybe they're just holding off a little bit to see what direction the NBA top shot goes in and whether they want to get in with Dapper labs, if they want to completely do their own thing or do they want to try to look and see what mistakes have been made and how they can improve it? Or maybe just say, uh, you know what, we'll do this, but we're going to wait a year and see if this uh, is a complete flash in the pan or something that's sustainable. The amount of interest makes me think that this is here to stay. And the good news for the NFL is they just added another game, more games, more highlights, more, more stuff to sell, more content, more, more content. I, I felt like they were making a bigger deal about this than it should be. I was opposed to this. Were, were you for this? It feels weird to be opposed to it, but I just, I didn't have a problem with anything. It, it's kind of like hockey fans right now, where everyone anal- overanalyzing them, being like, what's wrong with hockey? How do we make hockey better? It's like, hockey's hockey. The people that want to watch hockey are watching hockey. The people that are watching football, we're watching football. Like, I don't think this needs to be. Like my life's not drastically improved because of this game. If anything, I I feel like this could hurt the content with with more injuries and and more 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 games missed with by star players because of that. So I I I get it. I'm not shocked by it. They needed to make money. They didn't make the money they were supposed to this year and this was kind of on the table for what 10 years now. This is this isn't like a new storyline. No. This, yeah, this is this has only been getting closer and closer to happening. So it felt for, like for once we had a down year, this inevitably was supposed to happen because it might've just happened even without the pandemic. But were you for it or against it? Does this really change anything? I, I thought I would be, I would be more excited, but I, I, I'm just kind of, I guess I'm kind of lukewarm where it, it means more football. More football is always good. If there's another week, in the in the season that means another week of fantasy needs another another week of sitting down on sunday watching so yeah i guess i guess just just kind of lukewarm my main reason and this is this is none of this really matters none of these concerns are really altered even if it stayed at 16 i just feel like there are certain players careers where the length of the average career is just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking with with all of this, which I guess gives more opportunity in the long run, but I don't. Know, maybe we'll get better talent with with more injuries. I suppose you know. Maybe we d- discover more no name guys this way. But that just seems. Do you think there there are, there are more injuries than there were five ten years ago? May well, I mean, the one big thing I would say this concussion protocol is. Th- I mean, that's going to by far adjust your injuries just by the way it was played i mean they weren't if they were mm-hmm. making those rulings year back i mean i don't think the injuries would look any different the games missed would be what they are now but if, you know t- 15 t- what are 
10, 15 years ago, they weren't even worried about concussions at all. It, like the, the protocol was different. I feel like those injuries alone are, are what we're missing a lot more games of. But, you know, maybe with the normal offseason, the, the, the injuries won't be as bad. I thought this year was kind of a strange year with no one really being prepped and just really starting the the season kind of like a scramble, I suppose, of everyone thought we'd have the whole world under control by the time football started. And in reality, it really wasn't adjusted at all. And they just said, ah, we'll just, we'll just do go. it like, we'll just do it like normal. Like, why, why would we change anything? We, we print our own money essentially. So I, I, it was, there's no real argument to say that they shouldn't have done this. It felt like it was inevitable. I, I just, I don't think it's going to be a better fo- a better football product with one more game. I think if anything, we're, we're ruining it. That's not well, how business works. It doesn't have works. to be better. It just has to be the same, and then there's one more because that means one more weekend of money and they can squeeze out of us. Yeah, I will say it's one more week of good football on TV. Nobody's ever been excited about preseason. It's it's always the wrong guys playing. At least we get a real game now. I, I'm curious to see whether that first game kind of becomes – even more of a preseason feel because before you'd have four preseason preseason games so by week one it's like we're we've done this all right we're 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 kind of in a bit of a rhythm uh so that'll be fine doesn't matter more football more podcast content maybe i should look at it that way we got we got a whole extra game more to analyze. of that sweet sweet content Well, I already started playing the outro music here. Uh, I want to thank everyone one more time for signing up for the March Madness thing. Uh, 83 people. Do you know who's the front runner right now? Is it is it still John? I haven't really looked at the rankings. It is not John. It is Jamie. Jamie oh. is in front right now. Well, uh, just as a reminder, if you do win, you will win a $100 Amazon gift card and a podcast T-shirt. Uh, we'll make sure to message you all the options. Uh, the only thing you got to do is respond to the to the message. It's 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 pretty easy. We've had this issue in the past though, where we were unable to get in contact. Uh, I, I'm I'm always reminded how many people have temporary emails for these signups, and that when you reach out to them on those emails, that they don't check those very regularly. So, if you're a listener and you're in the game and you have a chance at winning, please please keep an eye on your email. We'll reach out to you Monday night or Tuesday of the next podcast, and we'd love to be able to announce and say that you've been uh, paid and taken care of and that that's how official this this yep. whole uh, production goes. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? Just one uh, one little last thing. Did you see that Utah Jazz had to make an emergency landing because uh, they hit a bunch of birds? Yeah, I don't know what the bird law is on that. It, it can't be good. I mean, I'm just glad everyone, everything's okay. Everyone was, Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone's okay. Uh, I guess except for except for the birds, but just uh, every, everything's going along. You're worried about COVID. You're worried about trying to win the next game, and then all of a sudden, a flock of birds are just grounding you. And that's that's just that's life, right? What, what's uh, yeah. what, what's the the wire? Uh, he, he tells McNulty, he's like, uh, "Oh man, I'm gonna screw this up. This isn't good. We're running out of time too with the music here. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you next week. It's better." <laughs> Oh, I love the tease, Will. We'll be back. That's life, McDulty. It's all the stuff that happens. <laughs> <laughs>
Nailed it. It's everything that happens while you wait for stuff that never does. <laughs> well, little column A, Definitely little column B. It.